When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Viking stock. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Dude, the Rhino might be back, bro. Football. Is he's all Football. he's all hopped up on meat. He's hopped up on uh, God. It's like the second week in a row that you're just coming down from some ridiculous meat fest at a restaurant, just it's rolling amazing, in gear. It's amazing. Oh. oh, yeah. Huge shout-out to Butcher's Tail. Just the beef long rib with the Tabasco molasses. Oh. Is that what that was? You sent me a picture. Can, can I say who you were having dinner with? Or you want of to course you can. We're going to talk a- about him. A.Q. Shipley in the house? My dude. One of, we want to talk about a guy. We've been laughing. Now, here's a guy. 72 hours. Just like, do you remember that one time? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one time when you guys stole the trenches label for that McAfee Dude. segment where you break down the hey. film? No, no, no. We love Q, but it's funny because I was telling the guys like, I was like, you know, when you get to the next level, they're all kind of like me. They're all really crazy and wild and they're going to be a little reserved because they don't know you and they don't trust you. So they're not going to show you the real them. But when you get to know them, they're just goofballs and they bounce off the walls and you're going to love it. And they're like, Really? Because Jeremiah's not really like that. Now, you know, you know Jeremiah's very reserved. Yeah. And uh, I was like, he's very studious. He's like studious. Uh, intellectual. He is, you know, like, yeah. He's that guy, which we needed in the room at the time because he calmed me down. And so I'm like, all right, just wait, till, wait till AQ gets here. Like five minutes in, he's like sitting there and he goes, seriously, how many goddamn times am I going to have to ask you what front this is? And I was like, see, guys, he's just like <laughs> me, man. He's, he got no page for any of this shit. You just better know what you're doing. And he put him up on the board. And he's looking at me, and he goes, can I throw him a curveball? I go, the nastiest curve you can go. He goes, drop a bare front. <laughs> it's like, I don't think we talked about that front. He's like, you know what? Sit down. Never mind. You're not the kid I thought you were. <laughs> you're, you're cut, actually. You're never going to make sure you them. never get a job in your, in your life. Like, it's okay. how they talk to you. And if you give them a shitty, stupid answer back, they're going to go, why did we draft you? Like, these kids don't understand. And AQ coming in was like, because he was a coach with Tampa when they won the Super Bowl. And, or no, he was a player. And then he came back the next year and was on, was a coach on the team. And so he's got to see both sides. And he was like, dude, it's exactly what you think it is. It's crazy. 
and it's put together exactly the way I always thought it was with as much chaos around you as possible. And then at the end of the week, find out what they know, right? Like just throw everything at them. And then at the end of the week, make them regurgitate it back. And if they can't, they don't play. If they do, they're your starters. And it's like that every single week. And so you see this with these young kids and you're like, man, you're all failing the same test. And it's the fact that you can't just stand up there with a sack and go, right we talked about this yesterday over front means three technique goes to the tight end power simple we do this all the time right like they get up there and they just start fidgeting and getting crazy and that's why q's great to come in because he's like no come on come on come on dude we've done this we've done this i don't i don't think people i mean doing this with you on a weekly basis the last couple years i'm just even realizing you know been around football for 15 20 years as a media guy just how in-depth and complicated offensive line play and it's Probably even more complicated now because offenses are getting more complicated and and multiple, if you will. It is so fun. And that's what's cool about it, too. Is And now that I get to talk to these college kids and you talk to these college coaches, you understand why there's such a difference between both levels. And you're like, okay, I get, I get where the problem is now. And I get why you're facing these battles. And talking to AQ, he's like, man, you know, having done it for a year and listening to people talk, he's like, it's exactly what we thought it was. And the reason we always pass the test is because we all got together and we were like, listen, <laughs> you make me look good, I'll make you look good. If I don't know the call and you do, you say it. Got it? We were like, all right, I got it. We're all going to band together on this and we're going to make each other look right. And then you would go out and give somebody come up and make the wrong call and you'd be like, far call, far call. Like, yeah, you're right. Good call, good call. Right? And then your boys. And all of a sudden you just keep riding out together. I mean, we were, it was funny because Q and I were talking about a bunch of things that happened in the game. <laughs> How many times you just look at me and be like, that's not a real call as I'm taking my set. And he's like, I don't care. We're like fighting as we're setting. I'm like, this is terrible. This is an NFL game. We're doing the, this. The bleep it, pray. We only need to hold for three seconds. Let's go. Let's make it happen. Football. They get up there in radar, man. Magic fun. You don't know what's going on. He's downing people. I'm like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. So you can, by the way, AQ Shipley uh, on McAfee every week, breaking down film. He and, the best. and for people that haven't followed this show closely, you run uh, an offensive line. Uh, you got a training gig on the side here too. This is your main gig, clearly talking uh, football <laughs> with me every week, and that's your side project. But I, so we're going to get into some film of Let's do it. the the badass teams from the weekend that have now separated themselves. But I want to ask you before we get into some of the film here. You know, I think you and I gave the Vikings a fair shot throughout the year. We yeah. we kind of def- we kind of defended them against the fraud talk, and uh, and we and we pumped their tires because they were winning these close games. And I still don't think you can call a thirteen win team a fraud. But if you're putting into the context of how do you stack up against the teams that are going to be fighting for an actual Super Bowl, and I'll just right. stick even in the NFC, the Niners and the Eagles now after watching their whole seasons play out, watching them now in the playoffs a couple times, those teams are ridiculous. Those teams in the trenches, Kyle Shanahan and just the different pre-snap movements and everything. My question to you is, as you're trying to parse this apart from a Vikings perspective, what do you even, like, They've got they've got a bunch of veterans on defense that probably need to be cycled out. It's not like they have a ton of room to go get free agents you're kind of relying on young guys to fill spots and like what do you how do you even approach this knowing what the gap is between you and some of these other teams i'm gonna say i'm 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 totally with you you got to switch out some of the defensive guys and to that i say this youth on defense is great right you want young fast speedy guys that are super excited to hit people 
And yeah, every now and then it's great to have a 10-year middle linebacker in there that can get everybody in the right place and get everybody calls right. D linemen are older. They understand twists. They can do all that stuff. But the young guys on defense, I feel, are never an issue. It becomes an offensive thing, and you kind of hit on it. There's so many different trends in the NFL right now, and there's teams that are running multiple trends, and it's kind of like how many offenses are we throwing in? Q and I were talking today. He just interviewed Kittle uh, Tuesday. He was telling me about the interview, and he was talking about it, and he was saying, you know, when I talked to Kittle, he was saying that his Wednesday install had 65 pages. And he looked at me, and he was like, Pages? Yeah. He goes, is that true? And I was like, dude, I can tell you that when we were with Giro, it was probably a good 60 pages. Like, it was (laughs) – and it's just this offense that's so bedazzled, right? And it has so many moving pieces and parts, and people don't understand. And AQ kind of hit on it, like, when you guys look at a team, you see people. You see real people. You're like, that's Debo, or, or that's Kittle, or that's Juszczyk, right? And then you're like, hey, that's our slot. Our, and you see that. We see that's the slot. That's the tight end. That's the fullback. doesn't matter who they are. That's, they're, they're just in that position. If you put Kittle in the backfield and Juszczyk on the line, well, then Kittle could become the F and Juszczyk could be the Y. Or they could stay, you know what I'm saying? Like there's so many different combinations to the way that they run things and the way that they sprinkle in these little details every week. It's like there's so many ways to run things. And the great thing about it is like whatever Kyle does on the run game, he can do in the pass game. And I was telling Q, like it's fun when you get up there and you see the defense guessing. Like are they really, are they going to run it? They're going to pass it. What do you think? And then you get up there, you make a stupid fake deuce call, and they're like, it's a run, it's a run. You're like, no, it's, it's a pass, stupid. It's a pass. Nobody has any idea, right? And then the linebackers step up five yards, and you just hit this little dink for 15, and you're like, man, this is – I'm not even having to do work out here today. This is great. We're just messing with them. And it's like the more your offense can just come out and throw everything at, everything at a defense. And Q and I were talking, too, because, like, the defense is so like, what's their trend? When they're in this bunch, there's a good chance they're going to run these five plays or these routes or this is what they're going to do. And the minute somebody moves out of that position, the whole defense is like, wait a minute. We haven't seen this. Why is, why is he going over there? You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden you start moving, and then they're wondering, why are we moving out of position? Now the safety's coming down. Now we're going. We got him right where we want him, and they're looking around like, this doesn't look good for us. And that that's why these are so fun. And that was kind of – I agree with you. We gave them a very fair shake. If anything, a lot of people got mad at me because they thought I wasn't harsh enough. They were like, mm-hmm. dude, you're just not being harsh. I'm like, it's hard to be harsh when you're winning. It doesn't matter yeah. how you're winning. A dub is a dub, dude. They don't come very easy in this league. Whether you're winning in overtime, whether you're winning 50 to nothing, like it's a good thing to win, and it's hard to turn around and bash a team that's winning because then people are like, wait a minute. They lose, you bash them. They win, you bash them. Maybe you just don't like the team. And I'm like, no, nah, I love the team. Now you're just Judd Zolgad. Right? Now you're just, you're just bitching at, you're bitching at the clouds. You're just being a jerk, you know? Yeah, you, know, like you just <laughs> never make anybody happy. But they, they were a good team. You know, they came out. They fought hard. They were resilient. They gave it till the end. And it's one of these things where it was like, man, I thought they could have been more creative. I think maybe some of their players thought they could have been a little more creative. Like everyone was kind of like, well, is this really how we're going to go down? We're not going to do anything? I mean, even on, on defense, even Patrick Peterson came on his own. He does his own weekly podcast, All Things Covered, and he said, "Which, and, by oh, the way, can we talk oh, about that?" I think I just hit that on accident. No. I'm just hitting football sounders. I now. love it. Can we talk about that? About how awkward that would be to have a podcast 
while you're playing because you know you a lot of guys watch have them now. I mean, Draymond but, Green in the NBA, a lot of these you guys. You gotta watch what you say, dude, because somebody's gonna accidentally say something one time about a teammate, and everyone's gonna be like, "We're done with podcasts while you're playing." Like, it's just. Well, start. Did you hear what he said about Kirk? He's and he praised Kirk too, but he no, said, "No, don't listen uh, to these podcasts." No, you really should. It's good. It's good I'm podcast. working. He <laughs> said. He, he said, "I didn't." When, when Kirk checked down on fourth and eight, he said, "And I'm I don't have it in front of me." He said something like. I didn't really know what was happening. I don't under. I didn't understand what he was doing. I thought he didn't know what down it was. I was oh, sort yeah, of taken then. aback. I saw that. Uh, and, and he praised him and stuff too. But what he said about the defense is like we're just as a veteran. Sometimes I now that I'm not as fast, I do like to play off receivers. But like we need a we need a scheme. And he's a free agent, so he might not even be a part of it. But that's just more aggressive and taking the fight to the off. That was the, the thing that kind of pissed me off the most. It's like. You just said it. Are we really going to go down like this? And there's some creativity things on offense we could talk about. But why are you going down on defense, playing off coverage more than every team, Way off. and Way off. and not blitzing at a higher rate? And I'm not saying that blitzing is the solution either. But like no, you're just getting punched. You're not punching right. back. You know, it's almost like you're eating them, and you're like, oh, we're good. We're fine. Yeah, we're, we're not. Good. We haven't gone down yet. Justin just caught another one. We're good. We're good. And that's why, and that really is why it is hard to be like, you can't be harsh with this team. Like, you look at them offensively, they're carrying the entire team. And you're like, man, this guy that I didn't think could do it is actually doing it during the season. He's doing a really good job. He's taking hit after hit after hit, and he's delivering. The offense is showing up. I think the run game was exactly what we all thought it was going to be. They were going to get way away from it, and all of a sudden it was not going to be their identity as much. And it was kind of like, dude, you would rather have the identity of being an ass kicker than a guy that's going to go to the air. Because in an ass kicker fight, you know you're going to have to show up. You don't show up, you're going to get beat up, right? Like, you're thinking about it all week, and you're mentally preparing for it, and you know it's coming down the pipe, and you're going to have to play the 60 minutes, so you might as well get it over with, as opposed to a team that you're like, man, these guys are just going to sit back, and we're going to be creative, and we're going to twist them, we're going to pull them out of their gaps, and we're going to make fun of them. and it, It's just it's a totally different Football. mindset. You know, I still say, though, even though they have they, – I'm with you. like Just get younger and faster on defense. Get totally. younger, cheaper, get, free some money up to go get a, whatever else you need. But on offense, if you look at this thing, for the next, like, three to five years, you've got the best wide receiver, I think, in the NFL. You've got one of the best pass-catching tight ends. You don't have a George Kittle, but, like, Hawkinson is kind of on that next tier. He's only 25. you got a franchise left tackle. you got a franchise right tackle. So you've got some framework here of guys that are, like, 23, 25 years old. You can't waste that window by just – kind of dilly-dallying around here. That's that's good framework, whether it's for Cousins or a future quarterback. You've got an offensive-minded coach who won 13 games in his first year. So I'm kind of torn between, like, I think their defense needs a full overhaul, but I think the offense had, like, half the pieces are good, young, and yeah. maybe still rising. Yeah. So, I think know. that the people that are in certain positions are still left. Like, J.J.'s obviously in a big window. Like, he's in a good window. Dalvin, you're a running back. I don't know. You know what I'm it's saying? T- it's going to be tough. Yeah, it, That's where things start to become an issue. And it's like you, you might said, have to start trading. Here's you another problem. Go to third for Dalvin. Dude, you didn't even talk about the core. Like, you got to get a core. You need to find a center and some guards. You got to do something somewhere. And I just don't know that I would be like, if I'm a free agent and I'm a guard and Minnesota offers me and I'm like, are you guys really rolling with Kirk again? Like, are you doing this? 
I'm just being honest. You know I was all about him all year. One play can really, really? screw you up. You know what I'm saying? Like it you can think, make you think, you think twice. It would make down? me and anybody that says it didn't, they're, they're they're lying to you. Then you're an idiot. You're doing it just for the money, and you're really dumb. Because dude, you could have been a doctor. You really want to go beat your head against the wall all day? Like that's why when guys in free agency go to these teams for these ridiculous amounts of money, you're like, dude, you're gonna be miserable. You're gonna be miserable, and you're gonna leave in three years, and you're gonna be like, it wasn't even worth it. Because if you're not going to work having fun, what are you doing? Beating your head against a wall all day. I just told you how it is all day in the meetings. You really want to sit through that for money? No. So Don't that play, that if 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 you think to you that play, that fourth and eight play, because a lot Ruined of people it. are like, listen, he he played awesome the whole game. Gives a shit. He's not going to take you anywhere. He showed you, and this is what I tell the guys in the gym: when you do, when you go into these games, everything in your mind changes. And AQ totally stamped it. He was like, you can't prepare because all these eyes are watching you. And then all of a sudden, you're, 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 I know what I'm doing. And you revert back to these things that are just like, what are you doing? Dude, it's, it's like we did Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. This is none of those days. I'm not seeing anything from this. And when you checked down on a fourth and eight in a playoff game, how long did you hear me crush Kellen Moore for running that quarterback draw? That's right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It Did can, you see the play they ran at the end of their uh, season this year? I want to. Man, there's so many plays right at the man. I'm trying to Zeke Elliott. They just ran like a dumb trick play with Zeke Elliott under oh, center. Oh yeah, he got smoked. Like, <laughs> oh my god, the receiver. As soon as he caught it, pow, pow. And so this is the best, right? I'm watching the game with a bunch of friends, and somebody looks at me and they're like, 10 receivers and running backs." Like, what are they doing? I go, "Oh my god." We practice this play once a year. It's the dumbest thing you've ever seen. Like, he's going to throw it to him, and all of a sudden it becomes a big goof-off session. I go, but watch. Everybody screws this play up. As soon as he threw that ball, that receiver got in so hard. He was like, I don't ever want to catch that ball again. And the other players are like, all right, I guess the Nobody season's over now. Nobody knew what to do. That's what I'm saying. You did out in these situations, and you're like, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do? Oh, my God, everybody's watching me, and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You feel like the <laughs> dumbest person in the world, right? And that's one of those things where, like, as soon as you line up like that, the defense is probably like, this game's over. <laughs> these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. They're going to lob it back and oh forth a couple God. times. But one bad play can really – really piss a lot of people off. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like 14 and four years don't come every year. They just don't happen. Right. And the the old saying is like, just get yourself in the playoffs. And from there, you just, you just roll, you just go right. Turn on a switch, flip it on is we're we're one of 14 teams left. All of a sudden we could be one of however many, like you just got to keep going. And for me, it was like, Pat P said it. Did he not know what down he was in? Dude, you're in a playoff game. What do you mean you don't know the down? And, and, and he did, though. He did, By the he way. Did, he, I think it's worse that he, that he did know that it was fourth down right. and still. You know. Huge shout out to Terry Williams. I was at the gym the other day, and this, this guy was, came up to me, and he was like, dude, love the show, huge Kirk fan, and now you got me thinking about him. And I was like, oh, man, I feel really bad. I don't want to do that. Oh, he was that's like, too bad. He was like, when you said we have a deal, I won't let anybody run through the A-gap if you don't check it down on fourth down. He was like, man, that really hit home. And I started thinking about it. I was like, they revert back. Guys revert back to what they do. In a crucial panic, 
crazy situation, you will always go back to what you used to do because it's the most comfortable, right? Like, I don't know why he didn't take off. I don't know why he didn't try to extend it with every bit of ounce of mic that he had. Like, dude, it's fourth and eight. The game is on the line. This is our season. If we're ever going to push, we're pushing now. We can shut this narrative down. Are we going to beat San Fran or Philly? Probably not, but who knows, right? Let's just keep going. And, like, to me, that's, like, the whole leader thing, the whole you're getting paid over $30 million to do something, and you go out and you make such a critical error in a critical situation, and you've done this a long time. And I was one that was like, maybe he's changed. People are like, you're an idiot. You're dumb. I was like, no, I'm telling you. This guy's getting smeared, and he is like, give me more. And then the minute he felt a little pressure, he did it's like, dude, no. sorry. They basically have, I don't know, a small handful of choices. He's got one year left in his contract. Um, it's the sixth highest cap hit of any player in the NFL, and it's above the threshold of what you can historically pay one player. I mean, it's a 53-man roster, and when you give one guy like 17% of it, it makes it hard. That's part of the reason why you have a 31st-ranked defense. Also, they've whiffed on draft picks. It's not, it's oh, not yeah. the only reason, but... But you could you could either just play the last year out finally and just be done with it after the year. Um, you could extend him, which is what they've been doing, and like lower his cap hit for this year and kick money into the future and do another two, but he's going to be 35 years old. Or you could tell him, hey, uh, so we're not going to bring you back after the year. This is the final year of you. Thank you for the 4,000-yard seasons. Um, you can either live with that or you could waive your no-trade clause. Right. We could we can try and send you somewhere. Those are kind of the three options for the front office here, and and this all of this has to be decided like in the next five weeks. Because I think some fans check out after the season's over because oh, yeah. like ah season's over. I said, no, the on? next this like seven the weeks part. after the, it it really they, is. They don't get it. Like their decisions need to be made, and you don't. People are like, well, you got seven weeks. Seven weeks flies by, and that's a big decision, right? Like, and you know how it is too, because once you put something out in the media, you can never go back, right? And the media is going to spin that narrative as hard as they want and say, for God, look at, look at, look at the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Deshaun Watson? No, yeah, who was the one before him? Baker. Uh, Baker Mayfield, yeah. Right? Yeah, once that's out, the relationship's over, right? It's over. If it gets out at any point, Ever. the Vikings put a feeler out to the Panthers. Uh, they had a phone call. It, yep, you, you can't put the toothpaste back. In it's the weird. And we were talking about it at dinner tonight because it's like once you mess up, or once somebody messes up in this side of it, like this world, it feels like they're like, it's just not the same anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like our friendships are so strong that the minute someone breaks it, you're like, I just can't be friends anymore, dude. Sorry. Like, I can't trust you. I don't really want to follow you down this foxhole anymore. I don't know why. Probably because I'm over here breaking every bone in my body and you just totally lied to me. And uh, this is not what we talked about, or this is not what we agreed upon, or this isn't how things were supposed to go. And, or I'm getting kicked on the dick and it's not my fault. Like there's a lot of things that go wrong. And even just a little like, Hey, maybe you want to get some feelers out there. The minute people are like Kirk cousins is getting feelers out there. It's like, what's going on in Minnesota and they're breaking up, they're blowing things up. And it's like, sometimes business is just business, dude. Yeah. But you gotta be, you're right. You gotta be prepared. If you're going to make those feeler phone calls, I'm then if, if I'm the GM here, I am, I'm prepared. I'm standing by my team. I'm letting them know that this was not acceptable. This was not good enough for me. I don't find it. A, a, I Frankly, it's really not. I don't know. 
I don't know what the word is, but like as a GM, you could easily be like, dude, this cap hit deserves a look somewhere else. We need to look around. We have other players on this team. And as a player that tried to take every season seriously, even when I knew we were like rebuilding, you don't want to be in a rebuilding season. Who's out there to not win? Who's out there to go out there and be like, yeah, well, we're out yeah. here with seven rookies because uh, we're trying to see if this works. That's not fun. That's not yeah. football. That's a joke. So you want to be out there competitive as hell. Like, yeah, dude, we're here to win. I want to ring. I want to play in the big game. I want everybody watching me. I want to go out and destroy all pros. You don't want to be like, ah, oh, man, I hope we can do it. Oh, boy. I don't know this guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> what was it, Terry? This guy Brian. doesn't even have here yet. It was Brian. I knew it was Brian. I had no idea. <laughs> Terry. Terry, Brian, you know, whatever. All the same, same, all the same guy. guy out there. So, oh, well, God. we'll see. Pull some we'll thumb up. Let's do this. There's gonna be uh we will. We're gonna we're gonna do it uh, here in about I don't know, I'm sixty excited. seconds after we talk about our friends at Vivrant. So uh I told you and Jeremiah last week that my wife and I have been trying to be uh what's the word, adults recently yes, by sure. cooking our own meals. You make your own pies. And uh, yes, we are in our thirties and are experimenting with making our own meals. It's quite revolutionary. And uh, my friends at Vivrant, so I discovered this company a few weeks ago, it's a Minnesota-based company, and they said, here's what will heighten your kitchen experience, getting your knives professionally sharpened. You send them in, they send you a, a, a kit that you put your knives in a package. It's a, it's a mailman-friendly kit. You're not going to stab anyone in the mail. It's all, uh, it's all very, very much safe. And uh, they will professionally sharpen your knives and uh, send you some replacement knives in the process. All this happened within just a few days, and it's been incredible. It's it's kind of amazing too. You don't even realize how dull your knives get, and how you just like America just tolerates dull knives. Yeah, Alex, it's crazy. I highly recommend this to you. And by the way, uh, Vivrant is offering the first hundred score listeners with the promo code SCORE S K O R a free vegetable peeler as well. Vivrant dot com. That's V I V R O N T dot com. V I V R O N T dot com. Or you can stop into their store in Wyzetta. Uh, my guy Joseph Ooh. and his team, extremely knowledgeable. They have Japanese knives and skills classes as well. So this is awesome stuff. It'll blow your mind. Check them out at vivrant.com. Football. All right, guy. No more mac and cheese meals. Let's talk about the steak and potatoes. Pull something up. Give me let's something sweet. All right. Let's oh, start here. Let's see. Let me pull so beautiful. full screen First here all, for the audience. Can we just appreciate the weather for the game? You know, as an offensive lineman, it's going to be a great day when you wake up. There's snow on the ground. So, do you look forward to? I mean, it's you know, once every couple of seasons, you might have a chance, depending. You know, some of these AFC North and AFC East teams. You played on the West Coast. You probably I never saw. Yeah, we never saw right? any of this stuff. It was great. We so, taxes. You paid for the weather. This, this place phenomenal. A, this is this, a Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase touchdown on the opening drive for the Bengals. Here. By the way. How amazing is this game coming up going to be? Like both just, of these games, dude. These are going to be. Oh, Sunday's going to be. Too bad I'm in Waconia. Oh, I'm in Waconia, dude. I got to go to Prior Lake. I got you got to pull your kids out of youth sports, okay? Just uh, tell them to go sit in their room. I coach these girls. They're so kids. Cute. It's Championship Sunday, okay? Oh, Daddy's going to be glued to the TV for eight straight hours. You guys are going to sit silently in your rooms. No, I'll record it and watch it alone at night at like two in the morning. Just <laughs> sad. Yeah, I did. With your pies. Just I'm never ones. sad, believe me. I'm always happy when I'm watching them. 
So here's the uh, for the for the audio audience. If you want the visual here, 25 minute mark of the YouTube video. So we've got a snow covered field here in Buffalo. Bengals lining up. What do you see here? All right, we got a uh, sub front. My man Milano, Edmonds, Oliver. So Bengals strong left. Let's see here what we got. We got oh we got a good point in Milano. We're watching. We're watching. Here we go. Ready, ready. By the way, for anybody that doesn't know, number 67 is in our gym. And he is one of the greatest dudes I've ever gotten to meet. Like, I want to tell you, when we talk about him coming back, we're like, we can't put anybody in his group that doesn't act like him because he'll kill them. Like, he is <laughs> anything. I'm like, I don't think you can handle that. He's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> like, this guy's the man. But anyways, simple protection. We're going, looks like we are two jets. So- a little twist here by Buffalo, huh? Which is uh. not really a twist. Because see, as you see here, look, we're setting to the left, right? Carmen kind of comes in and watch it play out. As he so comes in, center, center moving to his left. he gets back. So we have some sort of a loco call going on over here. And look, Carmen comes out late, which as we come back here, these two need to switch this off. So Karras. 64 needs to get off of get off. See how of. he's coming off right now? Ted Karras, who, by the way, is dude, such a badass. I love him. He actually right? threw him off his base here pretty good, though, being out of, out of place, right? I mean, Now, Karras is a veteran, and he is extremely smart and savvy. And so him coming off late does not bother me because, look, he pushes him out of the way. Burrow gets just enough. Carmen gets just enough of this outside that Burrow slips through. And look who's just – I don't know how this happens either. I just don't know how this guy could end up in the middle of the field with no one around him. Like, Jamar Chase, you're talking about? Yeah, number one, right here. The, yeah. the, in my opinion, one of the scariest dudes on any field. Oh, my God. By far. Like, his attitude, him and J.J. on the same team would be ruthless. Look at this. There's that's nobody a, that's a around great him. Play. Look at Tremaine Edmonds. Like, how does nobody see this guy? <laughs> So this is a broken coverage, but it, it almost doesn't come to fruition because of the, the up-the-middle pressure, Burrow moving to his left. Burrow's not like Lamar Jackson mobile, um, but he's, he's he's sneaky great. mobile. He's sneaky mobile. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks, and he has been since he came in the league. And it was actually since then. Remember that hit he took in the Packers last year? Remember where he, mm-hmm. he got up slow? And then like two plays later, he came back in and finished the game, and they almost won. Ever since then, dude, I was like, this dude – can play ball and he is extremely smart like talking to Cordell he's like this kid is far beyond anything listening to the coaches talk about how much he knows how great of a guy he is Cordell was like dude he is one of the nicest coolest calmest guys under pressure and I was like dude it shows I mean well he's he's also the king of the uh, one-liners here back-to-back weeks he had the the window is my career a couple weeks ago and then he had the better get the refunds ready Uh, because they had sold like 50,000 tickets to the neutral site yeah hypothetical bills chiefs can you imagine I mean they have to sell those tickets because they got to be organized a couple weeks in advance yeah but that is just incredible whiteboard material if I'm one of you guys in the locker room and I catch wind wait a second They've sold 50,000 tickets to a game that we aren't a part of because they expect us to lose. Right. No it, thanks. It, he's hilarious, dude. I don't know why I love him. I think I love him because he's exactly what the league needs, a quarterback that's confident in what he is, young, savvy, 
knows where he's going with the ball, but at the same time, dude, like goes out and does it. You know what I'm saying? Like he can go out there and what do you take? 13 sacks in the first two weeks and was still like, nah, we're good. So here's another, this is a big burrow completion to, uh, to Boyd here, 83 down the left side. So I think this is the first drive of the game actually. So just kind of curious what you see on this one over front to uh, open up Joe Burrow. Gun strong, right? Here we go. Here we go. Give me the foot. Give me the foot. A little motion. Oh, we got a little fly. Casper goes behind, which I love, by the way. It makes everybody wonder what's going on. And you get Who, who's wondering here? So 49 is wondering. Like, man, he's going behind. What's going on? We're on some sort of swing screen. It could Everyone's be a wheel shifting. route. Dude, putting them in position where we want them. Here we go. We'll, we'll play action here. We'll fake that handoff. Seven man. We're going to Milano in the middle. We're going center and left guard are going to 58. Right guard has 91 alone. Tackle and tight end are going to start out here, and then tight end's always going to leave. This is sometimes this happens. See right here how Joe Mixon hits the center, trips his feet up? Yeah. This happens sometimes. And this is kind of why you have to learn how to play football because you can't account for somebody tripping over your feet, but what Cordell does a great job of is getting back in here. He's got a decision to make. You can go out and help the tackle, or you can come back in and help the center. You know, normally the tackles always want help because those guys out there get paid a lot of money, and the guys in the middle are just big beef eaters, right? So he There's, looks to his left first. So if you see his helmet, right, your guy Cordell here, yeah, he's looking out to the left first to see if his tackle needs help, right? Look at him looking to the left. They might with, have with, with, with one hand on the right. Because, look, Joe Mixon's looking inside. So he looks like he's looking at Milano. So they could have switched responsibilities and been like, Cordell, we're going to we're gonna bump you out there, which would naturally put your eyes through the tackle so you'd see if he needs help. But he does a great job of staying with the center, which is ends up saving this play. Because, look, he ends up pushing the nose guard across, which opens up this huge void for Joe. Just to Look at this, by the way. Unleash. This is off of his wrong foot here, off his right foot. Dude. And just slings it. That's on a rope, dude. <laughs> Incredible, man. Dude. All right. Let's man, get to the calculus dude. here. Let's get to oh, some yeah. 49ers. Oh, the Niners, dude. They're the best. Let's talk about what I like to call. I don't know what you call it. I like to call it 21 personnel. Football. You know, Alex, that's when you put two running backs and a tight end on the field at the same time. Hmm. They call that 21 personnel in the NFL. Time out. This is not... You should preface it this differently. This is not your normal 21, okay? No, it's Be- not. Because Juszczyk is not your normal fullback. This guy, that guy right there that you're about to circle, that guy right there, he makes that whole offense go. Well, this so this clip actually has two different 21 personnel plays stacked back-to-back, thanks to uh, Nate Tice for putting this out mm. on Twitter. And uh, it'll show you two different ways to use 21 personnel and to what you just said, two different ways to use use check one here. And then another one where he will be lined up in a different spot that you, you might not say. expect. Okay. So let's, we'll roll the, we'll roll this angle here first. And then you can look at the, uh, the end zone. Cam. Pistol baby. We are in pistol. Pew, pew. I used to love pistol. All right. So here we go. This is what I love about this offense. It's it's like a seven or eight yard gain. It's it's you know it's not like a home run play here, but it's just this is such an interesting formation, and it looked like a really easy way to get seven or eight yards that they just continued throughout the entire pistol. The entire game. Your pistol formation three by one. Love this. You got a nice little even front. 
Ooh. So we got McCaffrey. I know you know who 42 McCaffrey is. In the slot over here, too. Hey, I know who you know who 42 is. Anthony Barr, right? There he is. There he is. So, as we're looking at this nice little even defense, which looks like a little nickel, we're going to get a nice fly motion, right? This is what's great because these motions kind of hold everybody because they snap them at the right time and see how this guy's going laterally and this guy's moving forward. So you have Ayuk going laterally, and then you have Debo. That's right, Debo behind the quarterback. See that little cross right there? That puts that defense on the spinning shits. And Think it about so all the things that could happen, and I'll even include, you tell me if I'm wrong here, but so as as Ayuk starts to go in motion here, and if you watch the rest of the game, too, and I, I kind of like fast-forwarded through the whole game here, they ran similar variations of this formation in yes. which like five different things happened. And sometimes guys are like, you've said this sometimes McCaffrey is in the Debo spot and Debo is out over here. Right. You could hand it to Ayuk. You could hand it to Debo. You could play action. This could be a pass. George Kittle could chip get out. Like there's like seven different things that could happen with a bunch of dudes who are pro bowl caliber skill position players. And this play is super fun because it's a guard tackle counter. Now here's where Dude, they're pulling two dudes here. This is Here's what I want you to look. It's why it's a guard tackle counter. Now you're obviously pulling your tackle because why? He's Trent Williams, right? Because he's Trent. Lee We're not Williams. stupid. And at the same time, see how I just said your fullback's not a fullback? Who's he blocking? Anyone know who that is? Oh, yeah, it's Michael Park. He's a really good player, right? Put a hand on Michael Park. So we shoved back a little bit there. <laughs> doesn't matter, right? <laughs> Coaches were like, hey, he can do it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, when you can do things like that, you become very valuable. And this is super fun. So here we go. Go back, go back, go back. Look at Trent Williams. Go back. Come on. We got to talk about this. This is this yeah. is true power, baby. This is the counter, right? But here, look. See what we got over here? Kittle on the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is why this becomes sexy. I want you to watch <laughs> his footwork. And I want you to watch what he's going to get to Marcus Lawrence to do, right? From D. Lawrence. See my tight end right here? Step oh, inside. What oh. do I do? What do I do? I need to get in there, right? I need to push him, cave him down, figure out what's going on. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just messing with you, big boy. I'm going around you. Oh, yeah. I do. Uh, I the want guard you... from the other side of the hey, line of scrimmage is actually going to block you. Just wait. Because I want you to truly appreciate how hard this is to step left and kick your whole body to the right and come back around and go block the mic. I didn't say the will or the Sam. I said the mic. He goes around to Marcus Lawrence, past Anthony Barr, wow. gets right on Vanderesh. Now, I want you to also notice the fact that he kicks the shit out of that dude. That is incredible. For a tight end to come in here and hit a Mike linebacker like that, Vanderesh, you should really question some things. <laughs> I'm going to go back, though. Take it back a little bit because we can't forget about my boy McGlinchey over here. I mean, I-, I love the guy to death, right? This is a simple deuce. What I love about this is, this may have been something they talked about pre-plan. Like, hey, listen, we're going to let you go through as a guard because normally on these deuces, you want the guard to lift this three technique. That's his whole job. We call that the post. You're the post. You pick him up. This tackle's job is to move. He is the driver. What happens here is sometimes they tell you, guard, get through because this big guy could do a lot of things. He's going to grab you. He's going to hold you. He's going to pull you. Now, this game right here, Go back oh, right there. That. Yeah, go back. You need to see more of this next year, okay? We've got 69 here, McGlinchey. 
This is McGlinchey. He does a great job of, see how he seals him up and his helmet is on like the V of his neck right here. And as soon as he goes to break out, McGlinchey just drives him, just starts torquing and driving. And this poor guy has nothing. <laughs> so how is, this is this is blurring the line a little bit of a, of a hold. That's not even close to holding. That's, that's just you guys for asking. I mean, yeah. there's no arms flailing. You're trying to go for a tackle, and that's why they tell these guys not to really do this. Don't don't go for an arm tackle because you're going to go for an arm tackle. I'm going to notice it, and I'm going to try and put myself on top of you. Now, that hurts. Man, that hurts bad. Right? Mike McGlinchey, also a top five offensive lineman name, for I think. So, oh, for sure. Like if you did, you were just with no context say, uh, hi, my name is Mike McGlinchey. What do you think I do for a living? I'd say definitely a guard or a tackle in the National Football League. And I would also be like, you definitely have a full bard on the middle of your face mask. And he'd go, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'd be like, let me guess. You're probably like Rudy and went to Notre Dame. He's like, yes, I did. <laughs> you probably played next to Q Nelson. Yes, I did. Can we can we document here now? So I feel like you could do like wait, six different wait. documentaries about the journey of each offensive lineman and the tight end here. For sure you could here. Now, number one, what I love here is how Banks, as he comes out here, like Demarcus Lawrence doesn't know what's going on, right? Like this is very uncommon for a guy to step in and totally bust out. Like this is an arc release. But Banks does a great job of getting his shoulder down. See how he's ready to make contact? Like he's getting low. Like, dude, I'm about to do this. Trent is just the most beautiful. Look at that. The most beautiful. Look at that. Like you don't know where he's going. And all of a sudden Anthony Barg just goes, Nope, nope. I played on the wrong team today, boys. <laughs> he goes back. This guy pulling is just amazing. I am so astonished by how amazing and you know as funny as us. I was talking to uh Chris Reed today and we were talking about Darisaw and he was like, dude, I can't even express to you how amazing this kid's feet are and how wow. strong he is. And we were talking about, and I forget what game it was, where he taught the bull rush on one leg. And he was like, let's be honest. You ever seen that? I was like, no. I ain't never seen that in my life. I watched almost every Walter Jones game. Jonathan Ogden, Flo Zell Adams. I mean, I watched, and I never seen a dude on one leg stop a full bull rush from anybody. He was like, exactly. Yeah. Kid's going to be good. He's, well, I mean, he's already. But that's what you said. There's good bones here, right? You got your left tackle. That is one of the hardest things to find. And you found one. And they haven't been able to find guards, but like, and no offense, but like, it's it's easier to find a guard than a franchise left tackle. Oh, there's more, there's more options. There's guys that can convert from tackle to guard. Like you've just got a bigger pool of people that can, they can slide in. I agree. So this is this is a couple plays later. So they already set you up with that seven or eight yard run. Okay, now we're going to run twenty one personnel again with the same skill position players. But now look what we got. Everybody's so this is over. you got he Christian McCaffrey the in the backfield. Usechek is wing. down at the bottom of your screen. Yep, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk is over here in the slot. It's the same. It's insane, dude. They just start moving people around. We start shifting guys, right? And now it's a play action and high George Kittle. Off 25, like, 30 yards down the field. Off like the same exact play concept, right? So talk us through. So you just so you're the defense and you're the offense, and you just you just did with the same personnel put in different places on the chessboard. You gained seven yards with this wildly complicated, you know, tackle guard pulling, and now you're about to hit him with another punch here. Oh yeah, 
big one. Here we go. Gone. Wing right. Here we go. Got a nice little fly. Here we go. Looks almost the same as before, doesn't it? Pretty much, yeah, because you've got, except, so Debo is in the use check spot. Correct. McCaffrey is in the vicinity of where Debo was lined up, I think, behind the quarterback on the last play. Uh, Ayuk is out to the left. He was in motion as the ball was being snapped last time, and Kittle's in the same spot as he was. So It's funny, though, because if you notice, the defense kind of looks the same, right? Yeah. But you notice this defensive end is out, moved out wide now. I wonder if Parsons or, or uh, this guy right here. Armstrong. I wonder if it's because we want him to get out of his way. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. See? So free release there. Free Kittle release. Just... What do you know? I wonder if it's because they started in a wing and then motioned him over. See how smart he is? Kyle Shanahan is a genius. I don't want him to get touched on the way out. Let's start in a wing. We'll move him over. That guy's not going to move, right? <laughs> now we have free release on the best tight end in the NFL. I mean, I don't know if it gets any better, right? I just hold this ball out a little bit. These guys come attack me, and I barely have to do anything. Look at Kittle. I don't see anybody on the inside of him. This is how you see... trick up an offense. No, you got to have the skill position. I don't see anybody guys. inside of him. I don't see anybody inside of the Denver <laughs> good ball there right pretty too dude it's so fun just don't to crash watch. the car man just don't crash the car <laughs> you know why it's fun to watch because it's easy and people still don't get it they're like why is this so easy for him and it's because kyle spends so much time watching film and he's like hey you know what how about instead of going from like 11 personnel to 21 personnel to 12 personnel why don't we just leave the same guys in We'll just move them all around the board, right? We'll put Debo back here, and then we'll put Ayuk back here, and then we'll throw Kittle back here. And then, you know what? We'll, we'll put McCaffrey back here. And then before you know the defense is like, what are we doing? Yeah. See, this is <laughs> where, like, the, this is another thing. The Vikings, to bring it back to them, early in the season they were trying some – it felt like they were being more creative early in the season. But they don't have, ultimately, the versatility of – personnel that san francisco has and they don't have the offensive line that san francisco has um and they probably don't have the the play caller quite frankly that san francisco has who's the debo who's Who's, the who's the i mean i guess dalvin's kind of the mccaffrey but mccaffrey is just a different animal dude he's showing up this when he got traded it was in rebirth i mean dude even i was like wait you're trading for what yeah he's playing three years (laughs) what are you doing and all Uh, of a sudden dude blows up this oh, is I uh, hope you got Eagles this, by the Giants way. Here. There was a play. I hope you got it. The center, uh, by the way, Hall of Fame center, right? Kelsey. Jason Kelsey, yeah. I hope you got it. He was a zeroed up nose. He stepped to the left and reached him to the right. I don't know if I did. If I no, did, I, I grabbed it unintentionally. I was like, dude. I, this is a simple read option here okay. that you you have a ton of experience from 10 years ago in the San Francisco offense. Pause. Ready? All right, we're gonna, let's run this for the audience. Nope, and then don't. We'll... Remember that phase two I told you about? Go back. That, on the... Just a clean overview. Remember how we were like talking about like every offense has a progression, and eventually when you hit enough of phase one, you go to phase two. This ended up becoming phase two in G. Rose offense. This is exactly what it was. See these what receivers? Does that mean? See mm-hmm. the receivers? See where they are? 
just wide and stacked. You're daring them. Are you going to cover them? Are you going to leave this box light? If you do, we'll run it. If you bring one of these guys in, I'm throwing it. It's a death by like a thousand cuts, right? And as long as you have the personnel to do it, you can do it. They so have. this is a read at the line of scrimmage 100%. for Jalen Hurts every time. Dude, if you look out and don't see two for two, we're going crazy. You throw yeah. it. We'll take our chances. Because look at the box. They have one of the best offensive lines led by a Hall of Fame center. They don't need any help doing what they do, right? They got a quarterback that can run to the left while the running back's running to the right. Like, they just have enough right there to keep everybody. And this is so fun when you're an offensive lineman to look at because when you go to the back end, let the play run a little bit, when we show it from behind, you'll see how clean this box is. Stupid clean. Like, you can see how clean it is here, right? There's no muddiness to it. What did I just say? Just an easy 10 yards, man. Running back easy runs to the right, quarterback yards. runs to the left. My God, are we even playing football anymore? <laughs> We're playing checkers and you're playing chess. This is the game, right? You make these guys look stupid their own way. Look how clean this box is. There is only six guys in this box that are even counted on this screen. The safety is whatever. We have two guys back here that can run the ball. We're out leveraging them right now. By far, right? Because we're going to block five of them, and I'm going to read this end. And if he closes, I'm gone. If he stays, I'm handing, right? You're playing chess, and we're playing checkers, dude. Like, they're lining up like they're really giving us this defense. Can you believe how stupid these guys are? end, are not even going to throw a safety in here. Are you kidding me? The end closes pretty aggressively. What do you don't say? Well, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, are we really going to go with a six-man box with this right now? Like, dude, just pull the safety in the box, and it just throws everybody off. One guy added on is like, are we forecalling this? Are we fupping this? Plus, you're five yards closer to that tackle there, buddy. Like, this is what's so fun. Number one, go back. Look at the Look at the movement. That you're getting up front. This this B block backside by Dickerson and uh, Jordan Malata. See how the post gets in there first and mm-hmm. he hits him? So he makes the fight between him and Leonard Williams. And then Jordan Malata comes out of nowhere and goes, I want to be a part of this too. Right? Drives him all the way across the hash. And on this side, we have what's called either a single or a chip. We call it a chip because it let this guard center know we're not going to be there for a while. You're just going to get a chip from me. But it's great because look how fast and low Kelsey gets out. He is the best. I'm telling you right now, the best. Watch this. This guy. Look at that. Look at that knee bend. He is lower than an all pro. Dude. Serious? Just leaning on him. Just giving him the business. Like, dude, you really want to keep going? You really want me to stick my hand in here? <laughs> what a year for the Kelseys, man. They're going to they're gonna face each other in the Super Bowl. They've got the number oh, one football podcast in no, America. They're no, they're not. Come Incredible. On. Joe Burrow's 3-0. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is hurt. There you go. Just a clean little... My computer's about to die here, so I'll give you... I'll try and give you one it. more here. Hit it. Hit it. Come on. Uh, do you want, uh, you want some more Niners or some more Eagles? Surprise me. I don't even care. Let's go. Uh, let's let's look at the Eagles again here. Let's the Eagles. A big run by the Eagles here. Which one? Let's see. 
Okay, if I can get this. Uh, all right. Here we go. Here we go. I don't even here remember we go. what play this was. We'll just play it. Hit me. Hit me. Oh, here we go. So now we move everybody in. Two by two. Mm-mm. Dose. Dose. Do, do, do. Here we go. Look at that pretty. Let's see. Right over. Got two tight ends here. Is this yep. uh dose? Is this what we would call twelve personnel? Yeah. Couple One receivers back, on the outside. Ends. Nice balance front, two by two. Everything comes clean. Mike's right over you. Love it. Look at that. Fifty four. There he is. What we got? Hit me. Hit me. Oh, sending him out. I'm sending you over here. Why does he do that? Last minute. They don't know where we're going. And all of a sudden, the last second, I come over here. Set this up nicely. Oh, my goodness. Just happens to be the same play from a different formation. This is great. This is, yep. straight, this is straight out of G-Rose book. A pulling tight end here. It's called this blunt arc Y hide. So you blunt with the zone. That meant you're running zone to the front side, and blunt told you it was out of gun. Uh, the Y hide, go back. This is great. I love this. I love this. This is great. By the way, Giro, uh, Giro stepped down from the Ravens last week. Yeah, so sad to see my dude. Pro one out, man. Love that guy. All right. You see you see Goddard over here? He's yep, arcing. On the left side here. Yep. He's arcing out here. He's big arc motion, right? Remember you saw Kittle arc? Anytime that guy goes out like that, it's an arc motion. He's going to draw 44 with him. But now when he doesn't, he's looking back for a pass. Nice little RPO, right? He's reading him. Is this guy coming with me? Nope. All right, look, I'm looking back now. You got your chance because now we know we're, we have two guys coming off the edge, right? Well, what's great about this is instead of having two guys free, you have your Y hide coming back. See the 89? Came back, parted the Red Sea exactly like he was supposed to. And this is what's so great about these plays is sometimes you're not really resisting these guys as much as you want them to start running. You want them to take off over here because our Y hide, see how he slows the linebackers down? See how everyone's going to the right, but they're going the opposite way? It's because they always key the tight end. That guy going across probably means it could be a waggle, right, where he's going to run all the way out here and the quarterback's going to keep it and roll out mm -hmm. and throw it, or it could be this. And so they know with this Y hide, these balls always hit backside just like this. Why? Because the D-line take off, the linebackers are holding, you set yourself up perfectly. See how the right guard right there, Sam, uh, I was going to say Samson Satelli. We're talking about him. Today. 56 here. Yeah, and his name hey. escapes me right now. Don't be mad. Uh, we're going to call him Hair Guy. No, Hair I know guy. who it is. I know who it is. Um, so he's on a – right here, he's on a nice little chip. See how that linebacker comes back into his path? Like, hear me. Normally, if you don't have a Y hide, go back a little bit. 57 is not stepping in here. Why? Because the running back's coming to him. So he's going to kind of play a little bit more outside, which makes that chip block harder because you have to hit the nose and then run out there to get him, right? When you Y hide it, it pulls those linebackers behind the blocks that they need to be behind because they're following the Y hide while we're running the zone, right? And so all of a sudden, these blocks that looked really hard end up being really easy and right in your face. Like, look at this B backside, Jordan Mulata. Gets up there, tight end, kicks out just like we need him to. We got the big boy over here going cross face. Look at this. He steps down. Number 90 goes with him. Do the job for me. I don't care. Make it easy. Keep running that way. I'll just push you. Look at that. You're doing this work for me. I'm not doing anything. Making it easy. Making it ishy. Look at that. Dexter Lawrence could make a tackle. Thing, Maybe they would have won. I don't football. know. Beautiful thing. 
Dude, it's it's fun how these things start to line up. Like sometimes on paper, you're like, man, I hope this works. And then in the game, it works exactly like they think because they take into account what are the linebackers looking at. Well, they see tight end going back, and they're thinking ball's either coming back or he's throwing it. I lied. Let's do one more Niners one here. Do I it. Just, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with just McGlitchy. how I know you are. Kevin O'Connell comes in, and I'm not trying to rip Kevin because I think he did a good job, but he talks about the illusion of complexity, you know, making it look more com- you know, complex than it is for the defense by having the same personnel swapping around. I mean, the Niners are doing that at the highest level of, of any offense in the NFL here. So this is a, just a little Christian McCaffrey gain here. We'll run this for the audience quick. I love it. Uh, All right, actually, we line up. Simple, keep it simple. It's jam front. Here we go. This is what we want. All right, so again, we got... A lot of people are probably going to argue with me. This is a bear. We called this a jam. We kept it simple, right? A bear has its own rules, its own variety. It can't be run against certain things because it has its own rules. This is jam, right? Take note, Michael Parsons is off the ball. Why is the number one pass rusher on their team off the ball? I'm just saying that too. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just telling you. Like, if I was this left guard, I'd be like, "Why is this dude off the ball right now? This is not right." Here we go. Jam front, easy. Five zero. Keep it same. Simple. Same personnel grouping as the first two San Francisco plays we showed you, too. You don't say. <laughs> defense long, has been man. all over. They're like, dude, they can't run anything else. Here we go. Oh, baby. There we go. Kittle goes in motion. What's Use happening? Jack going with it. What's happening? Counter. Love it. Go back real quick. I got to see if this is counter. Go back. You can tell by the footwork. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah. It's definitely. This is zone. They're all stepping left. So this, go back, was the exact same play as last time that we saw from Philly. This is just run differently. See how both the tight ends are over here now? Juszczyk's going to come back. He's going to hit one. Kittle's going to come out. And normally the arc takes care of one because one should run with you. So whether you block him or not, you're taking him out of the box. But what I love about this, and AQ made a great point because there were some other guys in the gym this week that are no linemen that wanted to come in and listen to him talk. One of them asked him, like, he was a receiver, and he said, well, you know, what, what makes me stand out? And he was like, I'm going to tell you right now. You go watch Debo Samuel film. You go watch Brandon Ayuk film. You go watch, you know, all these guys that are on these good teams, and you watch what they do well. They block. Look at Ayuk in here. You're not going to see receivers coming in here a lot to block. See that? When you bring yourself in this tackle box, you know you're like, you're on your own, man. Did you see that perfectly closed circle I just drew for the first time in weeks? It's phenomenal. Let's, let's celebrate that for a second, actually. Right? It's pretty incredible. But what I love about this is, so this is kind of like the same play from before where those two guys are pulling. One's kicking, one's wrapping. And what I love here is we talked about it before. Use check. Use check. Look who he's blocking again. Michael Parsons. 11. They must have a lot of confidence in him. Peekaboo. I'm going to pull around and hit this, dude, as hard as I can. The the Ayuk thing here, and, it, and obviously this play wasn't like a home run, but it's a, it's a chunk play for, I think, a first down. So the fact that Ayuk is running all the way across from the left side and then getting in position across the right hash to body this dude up just creates a couple extra little yards of space. I love it. And 
the guy that he's originally going for is tackling McCaffrey. He doesn't get in there, and that happens. Sometimes the, the DBs, they, at the last second, they start to creep in, and it's a foot race to get in there, right? But what I love about this is that he doesn't stop. See how as soon as he realizes he can't get him, he's smart enough to try and not put his hands on his back, so as soon as he does, he stops, and he turns upfield right now. Look at Debo else. over here. Yeah. Debo's over here. Now, he's not blocking right now, but he was before. See what I'm saying? This is why teams like this last really long. That's why they can win with Brock Birdie. Yeah. Because they're out here fighting for each other. Every dude does it for each other. When mm. you do that, good things happen. Doesn't matter who has the ball. Doesn't matter who's slinging the ball. Doesn't matter who's calling the plays. As long as you're all out there like, hey, man, it's not coming to you. You got to give it 100% for the guy that's gotten it, right? And they're like, yeah, I'm with it. George that's- Kittle. That sounds great. I personally prefer to pay my B-level quarterback $36 million to the salary cap and just kind of cross my fingers with the rest of it. But that's 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 just my preference. You know that's going to be the next problem. (laughs) People are going to start to look around and be like, well, we gave $250 million to a guy who couldn't win four games. This guy was the last pick in the draft. He's about to win the Super Bowl. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, it is – you know, well, wait, there's so many they're probably things. frauds too, though, right? Because if they don't win this week, then he was a fraud. And see what I'm saying? Like, people just throw these narratives out there, and you're like, dude, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, yeah. this will change football. If they can, if they win this week, people are going to turn around and be like, all right, we're done. We're done paying them. Find me somebody smart. Just find me a smart guy. Find me a smart OC. And we're good. And I think, you know, and obviously the, the argument back would be, well, Everything you just showed had nothing to do with the quarterback. The San Francisco's winning and these plays you're showing have nothing to which I say yes, because the rest of their team and a lot of it's through good drafting too. But like, how are you going to build a monster roster? And Kansas City is about the only team that can get away. If you look at like the top six highest paid quarterbacks, Kansas yeah. City's on that list. But they're, yeah. the other teams, the Titans didn't do anything this year. The Packers didn't do anything this year. Vikings did do something, but got bounced early. The Lions missed the playoffs. Uh, there's another team on there that missed the playoff too. So I think we're just getting to a point where it's not about like necessarily Kirk himself or Purdy himself. It's about this is ultimately a team sport. And if one guy's going to make that much money, he damn well better be Patrick freaking Mahomes or in like three years, Joe Burrow. Right. I'll give Joe Burrow that money because I think he's a culture changer. I'll give Patrick Mahomes that money. He's a culture changer. If you're not a culture changer and a guy that drags everyone around, Sorry, I'd rather I'd rather have the the studious mobile seventh round pick guy that makes nothing, so I can have a team. But right, but when, you know. and my shot back would be like, and more importantly, you need to find better coaches. Like, it's not hard to find a Kyle Shanahan. It's not hard to go out there and be like, hey, you're going to be creative, right? Show me how creative you are. You know what? Prove it right now. You're right now. Start drawing me plays. Yeah. You know, say like, pull something out of your ass for me. Make it in. Make it fun. It's. I mean, you said the Titans. When I think of the Titans, I think of wide zone. That's a wide zone and play action off of it. There's not a lot of creativity there. Sorry. So, what am I doing? I'm firing the coaches. Dude, what the hell? We're paying this guy how much money? We're not doing anything? He's dangling this ball out there for this dude? <laughs> no, we're done. We're good. We'll find somebody that can deliver. I mean, there's... Steve Smith put out a great video, and it's funny because so many people are coming after him right now, but he put out this video about how scouts are just lazy. They're just straight up lazy, man. Like nobody wanted Brock Purdy to be their guy, but now he's winning and everyone's like, well, it's because of the system. And he's like, that's not even the point. The point is that you can win games with the last draft pick in that year. Yeah. 
You can win playoff games with the 256th pick in the draft, just like with Tom Brady. Doesn't matter as long as you find a guy that fits your scheme. And that was his biggest narrative. They just go out there and they go, well, everybody's got this guy ranked really high. We must have him ranked high too, right? Instead of going, this guy has nothing to do with our system. He is a pocket passer. We are RPO. What the hell are we going to do with this guy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you do get the guy, everyone's like, we're going to be so creative. We're going to be diabolical. And you see nothing. And it's all of a sudden, it's like, wow, we don't know how much he could comprehend. We don't know how much he can understand. We don't understand how much we can throw at him. Dude, throw the whole damn book at him. You got picked in the first round. You better be smart. That's what he's saying. Go back, do your homework. Find out what these guys know, how they act, what they do for fun. Are you really that smart? Dude, Kyler Murray is the exact example of that. You got a clause in your contract about watching film? Who's not yeah, doing their homework? Who's really not earning their check around here. Right? For a, by the way, for a 10-year snapshot in your young life, engage and be all in, and then he's not generations the of Murrays going forward get to reap the benefits. Dude, right? That's baffling to me. They just, and it's it's crazy because who think of the quarterback before him? Drew, or uh, Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Current Vikings practice squad quarterback. Same actually. thing. Nine, nine, nine mistakes before me. Somebody didn't do their damn homework, okay? People are always like, man, you you guys get really crusty when you start talking about everybody else. It's because like, we did our homework. Why weren't they doing theirs? Like, you, We were talking stories all day about guys that got drafted that people were like, dude, this guy should not have been drafted. And then coaches got fired, and it's just like, dude. because Nine, this, nine mistakes before. I totally forgot about you, that. Yeah, I don't know how you could have. That was, that was the greatest one-liner I ever heard. There. I didn't, hey, number 10, you got to feel good. There were nine mistakes before me. <laughs> Okay, but as you bounce around right. 12 teams in one year, okay, Zach guy. Wilson, yeah. same thing. It's the same thing. They're not yeah. doing their homework. And you're well, looking- Zach Wilson, too, I feel like in the before the combine, I think like even like the mock draft community had him more of like a mid to late first round pick. And then once the you know, like the, the non game stuff and I get it, like there's some measurables, especially for like edge rushers and stuff that matter. But the thing about quarterbacks, too, I think. You don't get to spend that much time with them. You get your 15 minutes at the combine, and you might bring them in for a workout and stuff, but like, you don't get to spend a week with them in depth. And so much of playing that position is how fast can you process? How great of a leader are you? Do people gravitate toward you? Are you going to sit in the tunnel and high-five all your teammates like Trevor Lawrence after you lose a tough game, right? I, th- I think it's... You're trying to make this like five-year franchise decision. Am I going to bring this guy in to lead my franchise? And I'm not going to be able to spend more than like a few hours with them in the pre-draft process. And I'm just relying on scouts. So I get why it's hard, but. Bill, that's a crock of shit. Are you serious? I would fire you if you said that to me. I don't have enough time. We brought him in for a top 30 visit. You had three days with him. You give me an hour. I can tell you how smart somebody is. Q came back in an hour and was like, all right, you're the guys that are smart here. You're the guys who need some work. Yeah. It's not hard. I just throw a bunch of things at you. Like I said, I literally throw controlled chaos at you, and I go, I know what I want to hear back. Get up there and draw it. Show me. Show me this, kiddo. Show me this. Why you like this route? Why don't you like this route? Show me about this coverage. Why don't you like to play against this coverage? What, what about this upsets you? Th- these guys are like, I don't know. They're really messing up, man. I'm just, can I'm just can you, you tell, like, within an hour, can you tell – if someone can lead a room of 53 people, 
in like an a, hour. A, a twenty year you go to dinner for 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 an hour with a, I'm just let's just throw out like a twenty one year old Zach Wilson. You sit down at dinner with him for an hour. Can you figure out if he's full of crap or not? Can he sure. lead? A, can he lead a group of fifty three sure. adult men? For sure. Absolutely. I'll tell you, I, this is probably not the greatest name to bring up, but uh, Darren Sharper used to be a regular guest on my old radio show like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, His podcast is now called uh, One Call a Week from Behind Bars. But um, That's a different story, though. Like, if you're looking for me to find out if you're well, mentally... No, 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 no. no. I, what I was going to say is, hold on. He came on our show one time, and he said, he said this on the radio. He goes, I spent five minutes around Christian Ponder. He goes... We were, it was like me, John Sullivan, and a couple others. I was there like hanging out with Vikings practice for my NFL Network job. I spent five minutes around Christian Ponder, and I knew he didn't have it. Yeah. He was 100%. a wallflower in our conversation, and I knew he didn't have it. And I was like, okay. Interesting. You can tell the vibe pretty quickly. And probably because when you've been in a million locker rooms, you know what they're supposed to feel like, and you know how everybody's supposed to act, and everybody kind of just assimilates how they should. And every now and then, you got a couple wild cards. You're like, stay away from him unless you know him. Yeah. As long as you don't owe him money, you can go around him. <laughs> Other than that, do not look him in the eyes, right? You got a couple of those. But within 10 minutes, you can find out who's really there for the money and who's there to have fun, right? Like dudes are quick to let you know. How do you know? Who shows up for workouts at 5.45 in the morning? This is my job. This is what I do for a living. I love this. I'll be here at 4.45 if you ask me to. Couldn't get enough of being around the guys, being around the coaches, being yelled at like a man taking it like a man, being looked at like a man, like it's invigorating. And then you see these guys that like, they just look out of place and they don't ever look comfortable and they don't look happy. And the minute they have to get on the board, they get skittish and their answers change or they don't pipe up in a meeting. Like the biggest thing, Q started talking about a couple of things, simple things. Asked a question back, crickets. Instantly turned around and was like, listen, in the room, if you don't answer me, it makes it seem like you're not listening, and now I'm really pissed, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how they would all say that. Even if you answer the wrong answer, we can figure out why it's wrong. That's simple, right? Who's the mic? Him. Nope, he's not the mic. Why did you think that, though? Oh, okay, got it. Now we can fix that, right? But instead of go, hey, who's the mic? Mm-hmm. Yo, I said, who's the mic? Uh, 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 is it him? Are you asking me or are you telling me? Like, that's what Solari would always say. Are you asking me or are you telling me? He'd be like, oh, man, he knows. I don't know. And instantly, it's like, <laughs> dude, right? It's not hard. It's not hard to figure out who doesn't want to be there when all of a sudden everybody's sitting in the cold tub not wanting to be there and some guy walks by and leaves to go home early and you're like, wasn't his ankle broke like a week ago? Yeah. Okay. You better be ready to play. And Sunday, it's like, oh, my ankle hurts. Y'all. Guys, I don't want to play. I just yeah. I got a, got a blister on my toe or something. And you're like, <laughs> listen, those blisters can be awfully painful. Okay. Guys, we hear a lot rub against your sock. We hear mm-hmm. a lot more. We see a lot more. You show me by what you take down in notes, what you regurgitate with like in practice, coaches are always walking around and they ask this same question. Ready? They go like this. Hey, what's the player? Right. This is what I see every rookie do. I don't know. You just got cut. <laughs> You're an idiot. Don't you see all of us standing next to the coach like, yo, what's play? 36 zone. Got it. <clears throat> all right, cool. What, who's, who's messing up? Oh, pfft. Did you see that? He called a B. It was an A. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Hey, you don't think we're like that? We're crude. We're rude. We love it. 
we are who we are. We stick to each other and we can tell pretty quickly because we're the ones that are taking all the shots for you. And so if you're not really cool with us, we're not really cool with you. Just telling you the truth. And well, I want to tell you it's an honor to be fired from your scouting staff. Dude, you're gone. I'll just be you packing are. my packing my box, packing I my would bags. Be Bill Parcells 2.0. I would be like at the combine, you'd hear guys walking out like, dude, I don't know. There was a case of beer on the table. He offered me one. I drank it. I don't know if I'm getting picked or not. I shotgunned it. I'm not sure what happened. I blacked out a little bit. It was hilarious because Q was telling the guys, he was like, man, because we were going over the combine for a couple of guys going to the combine. So we were telling stories and stuff. We were like, man, they just don't tell you anything. I expect you to figure it out. It's kind of the test, right? Like, they give you this pamphlet, and they're like, well, these guys are stupid. Let's see how much they can figure out. And you're like, hey, where's this room at? You don't know either? Shit. <laughs> like, you just, you see so many guys looking down like, what time is, oh, my God, I'm late. <sighs> Instantly, like, what does that say about you? He's unorganized. He's not asking questions. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, Phil. See, there's tests everywhere. They're Terrifying. thrown at you daily. The GMs would walk by and be like, watch this. Hey, what time's the next meeting start? They'd be like, I don't, I don't know. Whenever I see you the cut. guys walk in the room, you'd be like, you're getting cut. Pack a box. You're done. Pack a box. Dude. It's simple questions. What time's the next meeting start? 15 minutes, coach. Gotcha. Thank you. Even if you're lying, even if you're lying, just uh, say you got to be somewhere in 15. How about that? Just go somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, dude, that was a blast. You're breaking a blast, down. Bro. You no, know what sucks? Not breaking down Viking film. That's what sucks. Well, it's not our fault. I blame Kirk Vikings. Go play better. Coach better. GM better. Okay. Yeah. Don't check down on fourth and eight. We could watch some more film here. Can't tell who week, this but. guy is within three days. I don't know. I don't know what questions to ask him. I'm going to go draft first rounder. not going to play. No, I'm I'm fired. I don't have to worry about it. I can just sit oh, here dude, and uh, move so... on to my next take. <laughs> Man, right. I could never fire anybody. Are you kidding me? Like, I highly doubt that, actually. <laughs> he's uh he's Alex Boone, ten plus year NFL veteran. I'm just a guy with a microphone, Phil Mackey, asking dumb questions on behalf of fans. Trenches with Boone and uh oh, maybe we'll break down some uh some more film next week after championship Sunday, my man. I know. All right, enjoy uh, your late-night pie or whatever the hell you're going to get into. Something.